0: Hello and welcome to the second part of the Dilettantes podcast. This is a podcast based on uh, the feature film Dilettantes. My name is Simon Kincaid. I was a producer on the film and today I'm going to be speaking with sarah gibson who is our wonderful director sam Valletta, who played cat in the film and lizzie short who played danny and we're just going to talk to them about their experiences what they remember how they felt about the process what they would do differently next time and hopefully have some fun so hello guys welcome thank you for being here hey yeah 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 so i guess we can uh i guess we can get going i'll i'll make a note that we're recording this in the middle of The coronavirus uh, (laughs) pandemic right now but even if we weren't we would still all be doing a remote video call because we're all all in different places or Mm -hmm. at least i'm in los angeles you guys on the east coast (laughs) we were hoping to have our lovely cinematographer marina here she's in china but the the technical challenges were just too much to overcome but thank you thank you three for being here
1: of course happy to be here
0: all right um so I guess to start out, maybe just starting out with like an easy, fun one is like, what, what what are the memories that stand out most vividly still from the time that you guys were working on the film now? I guess it's been a little over two years, but what, what still sticks in your mind?
1: Who wants to jump first?
2: <laughs> I feel like I just have such a vivid memory um, from... I guess one of the first scenes that we actually see or that the viewers actually see, and that was filming in my college apartment and (laughs) needing to, we obviously didn't film in order. I don't think any film kind of works that way. So we needed to like totally um, take apart the apartment to make it look like she was just moving into a new place. And I just remember that whole situation was so funny and us trying to like <laughs> just figure out like how to take apart the apartment and then set it back up the same way to make sure that everything looks the same as it did when we filmed before. Uh, so that just came to mind now.
1: Um, I think what I take away most from the film is is actually outside of the film and it's just the relationship that we all, you know, grew to have. Um, It felt very organic from day one. And I can't tell you, I mean, I've been doing this for for over 15 years and I've never been so excited to always reconnect with former castmates and former directors and former producers than I have with this group. I think, you know, it was so organic that we all just came together and, and this friendship was formed. And I think it really was reflected in the film that we ended up making, so,
3: yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think what I remember most is just like how much fun it was. Like, it was really uh, like aggressive. Like, we would wake up really early and like shoot really late. Like, it was like yeah, it was like boot camp a little, but it was like scrappy and it was so fun. And like, we just had so much fun. Like when we were shooting, and then like in between, we were like getting food or like (laughs) going to the next spot. Like, just like every Mm -hmm. moment was
2: really fun. Yeah. I like how you guys went with the, like, super cheesy answer. And I was like, this scene is what I <laughs> Well, no, because like, I Damn, like, use theirs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like just in every single scene, I mean, to Lizzie's exact point, this really embodied everything that is indie filmmaking, <clears throat> which is what I love about it, and that you hit the ground running, and every day is different, and you don't know what to expect. But I think it was a real testament to how much we cared about one another and cared about the script that Dylan wrote, to, to put in the hard work. I mean, this was not an easy shoot by any means. And I think under any other circumstances, I wouldn't have done it, but we just had this camaraderie from the jump that, you know, became our mission to do it for one another, to make it, to make it great.
2: Yeah. That was so like necessary too. And I think in some ways it actually how close we were, how much time we were spending together, like how long the days were, like actually really, like you said, like really did motivate us. But also, I don't know, I don't, I'm not fully confident that the product would be what it is if we didn't work on it the way that we did and we didn't put all of it into it the way that everybody, everybody did. Like from sound to like the producers, like everybody.
0: So you kind of mentioned, Sam, that there was like a lot of, challenging days long days a lot of difficult things that just are kind of par for the course in indie filmmaking when you don't have as many resources do you guys remember anything that you thought was going to be really hard and ended up being easier than you thought or vice versa something you thought was going to be easy something simple that was like wow that actually took so much work
4: so
1: one of the things so in in the movie without wanting to give, you know, away any spoilers, Cat does have a couple of intimate scenes and <clears throat> those are always unique when you have to shoot them, but I definitely thought because I was working with two one, you know, amateur actor and one person who really doesn't perform at all, I thought it was going to be way more uncomfortable, much more difficult. Um and not even just the intimate scenes, but you know, the physically intimate scenes, but just the the really emotionally driven scenes. I thought working with our two male leads was going to be much more difficult because of the lack of experience. And I was really pleasantly surprised, especially with Lou because he was such a natural and gave so much to his scene partner. I mean, really acting is all about your scene partner. Otherwise it's just monologues. And I was I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised at how well these two non-actors did um in the end result I thought they they really pulled through so it was enjoyable working with them which is not what I thought it was going to be
3: I think one thing that like definitely was new to me was just like how long it takes to set up a shot and how long it takes to like get the audio and like get because there's so many other components to it to doing it so it just like took Like, it took a long time, but, like, you immediately saw why. You were like, oh, yeah, we have to, Mm -hmm. like, fix this and do that. Um, And that was kind of my first time, like, witnessing all of that on a set. And, like, Mm -hmm. so that was really eye-opening to be like, wow, this is an enormous undertaking to try to, like, (laughs) do all these scenes in these different locations that, like, maybe, like, I remember the very first scene I did was in this art gallery, and there was, like, a fan that we couldn't shut off because it was just, like, a permanent fan, which, like, totally screwed up the audio. So then we had to go do ADR after. But it was just, like, all these things that, like, you don't think of that, then like, happen. But then there's, like, you know, great audio people and producers who, like, figure out the workaround. So that was both something that was, like, more challenging, I guess, or I just, like, wasn't aware of, like, how challenging it was to make a movie. Mm -hmm. So that was (laughs) eye-opening. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it gave me a lot of, like, insight into the other jobs um, besides being an actor, like, all the other jobs on set, like, that need to exist to get something done. And so it really, like, helped me just, like, understand more and, like, have a lot of, like, wow, respect for these people.
0: I'm curious to hear how you, how you feel about this question, Sarah, because you were coming from a background of having directed actors a lot and worked with actors and worked as a director in pretty big productions in theater, but new to film directing. And so I was curious if there's any sort of things that you thought were going to be really daunting that you felt like you took to, or those small things that Lizzie was mentioning that you're like, wow, this is such a pain.
2: Yeah. It's funny. Cause I was, as Lizzie was talking about that, there was a huge thing that, that came to mind. And I think it was really helpful. And we might go into this a little bit later, but I know like when Dylan first came to me with this, I was like, you want me to direct this? Like, you know, I have no (laughs) film experience. Right. Um, so, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, but there's one of the biggest differences that I didn't quite, um, I guess anticipate was that when you're filming, you're not, again, you're not filming in order necessarily, but you also have to get everyone's coverage. So like when you're, when you're directing, um, theater, it's like, all right, this is what the set's going to look like. This is going to be here and it needs to move here. And you're like worried about set pieces moving and everything, but figuring out, um, like where glasses are resting on somebody's (laughs) like hand and like figuring all those little things. And there's one scene that comes to mind where, it was the hardest scene and at least in my opinion, it was the hardest scene to film. And it was a pretty short scene that took place. And I don't know if the location is correct. I'm thinking it's the draft. Um, and there is all four characters in this scene and there's uh, Lou slash Archie behind the bar and then everybody else at the table and like Lou, there was something going on with glasses and then there's something else going on with like the actual glasses of beer that people were drinking. It was like, yeah the continuity that we needed to focus on to get everybody shot was out of this world. And I like, I thought you guys were going to kill me in editing because of that, (laughs) but it was, it was like, that was probably the, the first time that I was like, Oh my God, I'm in over my head. Like, this is insane. And like, we have to be so on it. Um, So I think what was really nice and welcoming about this um, project was that in some respects, all of us were amateur, like in some like different ways for different people, Mm -hmm. but we were all coming from certain expertises that we were bringing to the project and figuring (laughs) it out together. So that Mm -hmm. really made days like that, which were super difficult, um, a little more, uh, a little more easier to get through. And ultimately, you know, we actually have a finished product. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, maybe maybe sort of going off of what you're talking about, Sarah. We could take it back to the beginning of the process, the start of the process. You know, we're reaching out to you guys saying, "Hey, we have this script. We want to make it as a feature and do it really indie and sort of guerrilla style." And you guys reading the script and what maybe your first impressions were, and what were the things or the thing that made you, despite those doubts, like you're talking about, Sam, say, like, "Yeah, I think this is something that I." would want to be a part of.
1: I remember reading Kat and you know, not to, shamefully, I felt a connection with her right away. Um, I feel like there was many of my own personal life experiences that kind of related to Kat. So I do remember reading the script and thinking, oof, I'm a lot like her. Um, but you know, then I remember thinking that could be really fun to dive into kind of like self-exploration a little bit, but I do remember reading the script and immediately being um, excited to see like, oh, what's going to happen with these characters? I mean, usually you just get a couple of sides and you do your audition and you go on with with your day. But I remember thinking like, I have to know what happens with this bitch. Like, (laughs) like what is she going to do? And that's a really exciting feeling when you, just the first audition, not even the callback, when it just grabs you by the, you know, from from the jump so
3: yeah i think dylan did you like because i met dylan when i was doing angelica's short film
0: yeah you we met lizzie doing a short that we shot in dylan's apartment apartment, yeah we were sort of cursorily involved in and we were like wow she was really good and dylan had this other idea that we wanted to try and make so yeah i think we reached out to To Lizzie, maybe a little more directly, whereas Sam we just completely found through like a blind audition. So yeah, your experience might have been a little different, Lizzie. I'm trying to
3: I feel like Dylan like I just remember like before like we were just like sitting on your couch and I feel like you told me that you were like doing this thing and I was like, okay. And then, yeah, it was more
4: product of, <laughs> product of circumstance, more like you were yeah. you were already at my house filming another movie. Yeah.
3: Um,
4: and I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, I'm also trying to make a film and um, you seem really cool. We kind of just like vibed. You were, yeah. you told me about like living in Belgium and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, no shit, I want to move to Amsterdam. And uh, then like, <laughs> kind of just like came about from there and yeah. you sent us your audition and it was just, it was so good that we were like, okay, yeah, that's it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> One of my favorite memories is, like, <laughs> Dylan would come, like, pick me and Sam up in the morning and, like, be like, yes. and, like 20 minutes before he, or, he, or, like, the night before, he'd be like, okay, what, what's your coffee order? So he'd, like, get us coffee. He'd pick us up. Like, honestly, I was like, this is like dude, dude it was incredible, incredible service. service yeah <laughs> I,
1: like, I mean i remember because <laughs> like i Dylan was still do for us like it was incredible i was still smoking at the time and i remember he'd show up in the morning valet style with a coffee Pack and cigarettes. cigarettes and i was like this oh, is God. just too much
4: yo side note side note i'm picking you girls up in the morning for like shoots like all right sam you were uh you're vegan and so i would constantly have to try to get a uh Like a almond milk order and I would go to this really cheap place to get coffee where they didn't have almond milk on the offer for like all the coffee. So in the back, they had like coffee, uh, like milk cartons and I would just go back there and open up almond milk. And, like, pour it in and then put it back in the shelf and, like, see if anyone would catch me. went
1: like, above and beyond. God, above and beyond. <laughs> I
2: don't even think oh I
4: Yeah, that's a new I would anecdote. Just, yeah. I would, just, I would just steal all the milk because I was like, how the hell do you not have this by your coffee? I'm just going to open up a carton and, and then, like, let you guys deal with it.
2: <laughs> like <Wait. that> was- <laughs> Along those lines, I vividly remember um, <laughs> when I was staying with you guys at the time <laughs> and you guys were trying to figure out, like, meals that were vegan. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing in the world I'm like wait is this vegan like does this count like that is exiting guys like you can't do that <laughs> oh,
1: we were so trying funny. so hard we you were, were trying really yeah. hard no really. you guys went you guys as you know producer and director went above and beyond and you know for uh, across the board on everything so it just it was only right that we gave back you know 110 percent because you guys were giving 200 percent every
4: day
0: I mean, I remember us having a lot of conversations during production of like, oh, like, which one are you? Like, of the four characters, like, who do you identify most with? Who do you not understand? And I remember that being um, something that was just, we, we enjoyed just sort of talking about and thinking about putting, putting yourself in different characters' shoes. So kind of going off that, was there a character that you guys, had an understanding of at the beginning, maybe for you, Lizzie and Sam, your character, or for Sarah, any of the main characters that you sort of your understanding changed about them and who they were as the process was going.
2: My mind goes straight to Archie, <laughs> just because um, he he was actually a character that like consistently I, I like just struggled to understand, uh, like frankly, because I just. I just, there was, he, in some senses he was the villain, although that is not something that I would necessarily call him, but like some people would see like he is the villain in this, in this show, in this film. And, um, it, I struggled with that because I, I saw him as the villain and there were parts of me that like wanted him to be the villain. But then when you're watching it and you're also, like, interacting with Lou as an actor and, like, mm-hmm. seeing how he played Archie, he isn't a villain. So, mm-hmm. like, it was very difficult for me to try to, like, treat each character um, and, like, see them for what they actually were and not what I, like, I perceived them to be. Right. Uh, and Archie was the one that I had definitely the hardest time with. But I think mm-hmm. that working with Lou really helped because... Um, Lou just did a really good job of like grounding him um as a human being and making him like kind of relatable, even all the shitty things that he did right. like made it relatable.
1: you know, I think from the jump, you immediately think that Kat's the protagonist um and you immediately think that Arch is the antagonist. but what you come to find is you know we call the person the protagonist for the one that has to make the choice, the one that has to make the big decision that changes the story without giving any spoilers, I don't think that that's Kat in any way. She ends up actually, they kind of switch roles towards the end and she kind of becomes the antagonist. And, you know, I would also agree that the character that I thought was going to be one thing, I saw the biggest change really with, really with Lou and and with Kat, with what I was playing. The more that I played her, you know, you always fall in love with the character that you're playing because you're embodying them and you you agree with their decisions and you don't judge yourself for them. But as I started studying her more, it kind of just made me really sad, the choices that she ends up making and the person that she kind of becomes because you have this idea and these hopes and goals of, of what she's capable of doing. Um, and it, it kind of turns not out to be that great in my opinion. So I would say for her, from the, from the first time I ever read the script to the, to the months of us, you know, diving in and working on it, it was a, a really weird feeling playing her because it changed.
4: Lizzie, what about you with, uh, with Danny? Because Danny has a, a very specific role in the movie that that's different than Arch and Cat. And you can make a very clear argument that Arch and Cat have this clear driving narrative. So I'm very curious to see if you related with your character or if you related with another character more.
3: I, no, I definitely related to Danny because I mean, I because like also as an actor, like I was only there for like my scenes, obviously. So I feel like I can't, like I, you guys have been filming for like I don't know a week or two or more before we like we're doing my scenes. So I've kind of mm-hmm. felt like my timeline as an actor like mirrored her timeline in the production in the in the film, and I actually felt. Like, like I did understand her, and like some of the things, like we were watching, when I was watching it, um, like she was working as like a tour guide at like the Smithsonian or something, and like <laughs> I work as a tour guide in Boston, so there's like there's definitely things that I can like relate to, and like one of her, um, like her, you know, her boyfriend at the time in the movie like, reminds me of, like, one of my exes. So I was like, there was just, there was, like, I felt like a lot that I could kind of yeah. relate um, to with her and just, like, um, you know, like, the experience of, like, because I guess I kind of had the same experience, like, in the movie. I mean, this, I don't think this gives anything away. She, like, comes to visit her best friend and, like, meets all her friends' friends. And that's kind of how I felt, too. Like, you guys had already started filming, and so, like, I just showed up. And I meet all these (laughs) great people, and I'm like, "This is really fun." So it was actually like it felt very like uh, parallel in a way. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
4: I'm interested, Sarah. Really quick, sorry. Also, hear about how so a lot of like the the guys that we talked about um, with Archie, a lot of like people that have watched this. Uh, that our guys relate to Archie. And it's interesting that you guys mentioned that Archie is kind of the antagonist in the other direction for you guys. Mm -hmm. And a big part of what me and Simon talked about with this was being a very split down the middle script where it's really easy for both uh, like guys and girls to relate to certain characters in the story. And did that come off naturally from the page or did you feel you had to do more work, with the like the the female uh, counterparts in the script, as in like uh, Danny and Cat uh, versus Archie and uh, Lloyd.
2: Ooh, like, do you mean, um, like, are you is it are you asking that it was more difficult to work like with the males and understand their characters? Is that kind yeah. of the. Absolutely. Yes.
4: It's the idea, like, if you have a guy that's writing a script about guys and girls, it's clear that the guy is going to have an easier time writing the, the male counterparts mm-hmm. because he can relate more to that side. Did you yeah. feel that you had to put a little bit more legroom into the female roles in order to make sure they were a bit more fleshed out and understand, uh, understandable?
2: From, oh, like, oh, oh, I see what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's so interesting. Um, I am going to say... No, only because I think that I obviously think from the script to what actually happened, the characters really did, um, stay consistent, like to the script that you wrote. Um, but I think that a few things that I did notice from the script versus the, uh, film and like working with the actors in general was I read Archie very different, um, than how he played which was really valuable because I read him far worse than how he actually played. Um, but I, I, I think one, the characters are very fleshed out, um, like from gender perspective, like I truly feel like, and I mean, obviously you guys played them too. So tell me if you think otherwise, I truly feel like you actually like did capture, um, A lot of those things and specifically things that are like missed out on a lot like sexuality Mm -hmm. and stuff like that because I think that Kat is very much an owner of her sexuality and I think that as you wrote her that's very visible um and I think that that's actually really important too especially in a film like this she's not a passive person Mm -hmm. which helps her play better against Archie who is also not a passive person Mm -hmm. um and that's really important but No, I I don't think that there was any extra legroom that had to happen um, from my standpoint. But I think that the only legroom that had to happen was really like having people having the actors like find themselves in in that character and then um, play and speak as that character as they like saw and felt most um, authentic to it.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, you can usually tell right from the jump. And Lizzie, I'm sure you can understand this as well. When you get a script, you can really tell, was this written by a woman or was this written by a man? And I think what was so fun for both Kat and Danny getting to play these roles is, I don't want to go as far as to say it was a little androgynous, but it, it, it was a breath of fresh air being able to play these, you know, these two women who... Their sexuality isn't something that they need to hide. It's not something that they need to be afraid of. It's something that they fully explore and are completely proud of. Um, and just the way that they interact with other you know, male characters. And on the opposite side of that, I think that the male characters also had these soft, more emotional turning points. So I think you really took the stereotypes of what a man and a woman are, and you kind of blended them really, really well. And so it was fun to get to see the vulnerability in um, in a male character like Arch that you wouldn't normally see, um, and then the strength and the vigor behind Kat and Danny, this kind of like no fuck attitude, which was really fun to play, especially as a female actor when normally that's not the
0: case. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think we we should give Don props because I think it would have been so easy for him. Like we said, if he's drawing from his own, he's saying no. We shouldn't give him any props. No, you know, it would be so I was easy, trying it to been... give it to Sarah. <laughs> like, it's no, not me. No. Well, everybody deserves props. Everybody deserves <laughs> props. You guys executed it. Without the execution, it's nothing. But I think it would have been easy for you, Dylan, to like if you were writing about your own personal experiences or based from that to just write from your own perspective. And you're the main character, and things are happening to you. But I remember you just you wanted to make a real concerted effort to make it not just about things happening to one person or seeing things from one person's point of view, but looking at each of the characters in the context of their own lives where they're at the center and how would that affect the decisions that they're making and what we're seeing. What was that moment that you were like, Oh, I fucking nailed that! Or watching the film back, you feel especially proud of that one moment that you were a big part of. I, 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 we want to we want to find those moments for everybody too. Uh,
2: the scene where Archie and Lloyd really have like their big culmination, and Lloyd like slams his hand against the refrigerator, like that was one. I think that was um, that was just like an incredible performance. Uh, from both Lou and and Zach, Zach really in particular there. And then in addition to that, um, when we filmed Archie and Kat's scene, where Kat is like begging Archie not to tell um, Lloyd what's what's happening and, and the fact that they're kind of back, you know, it, That was super emotional. And Sam, that performance was really, really incredible. But I think what was also really awesome about that was that behind the scenes and in true uh, fashion, Mm -hmm. Simon was like trying Mm -hmm. to capture it all in one shot. And that one shot looks so good. That's exactly my answer, Is was that scene. I think,
1: I mean, you crushed it the entire time. Everyone did. But that scene in particular, because I remember, Sarah, you were running a little bit late that day and we didn't have Marina. And it was just such a pinnacle scene um, that I remember thinking, oh, shit, like it's not going to get happening. what it deserves. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And I, I don't know. I feel like Lou and I... I remember when Simon was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Here we go. I just completely put my faith into him and I love how gritty the shot came out. I love how fluid it was. And it added so much to what Lou and I were saying, uh, and it was almost like you weren't even there. And that's what I want people to understand from the behind the scenes perspective is Simon was moving around and Lou and I, it was choreographed so well. It was like a, a dance and it's incredibly difficult usually to, to perform under those circumstances. But Simon, you were right in the performance with us that it felt so, uh, it just flowed so beautifully. So that's my
2: answer for that one, for it's- sure. It's funny too, though, just like thinking about that scene and like everything that happened behind it, like from my perspective too, like I don't, I was, I was hiding in the kitchen during that yeah. scene and, and <laughs> I couldn't see what you guys were doing. And mm-hmm. like, that was like, kind of like you we were saying, like putting, your putting my dress in Simon and like, I can't see, I can hear it. I know we rehearse this, but like, mm-hmm. I can't see this. And so actually like finally seeing it like that was Mm -hmm. that was really that was really great
1: I think by you not seeing it was actually a bonus and was a benefit to it because you were finally able to just are they getting across really what they're trying to say without any sort of visual uh, implication in there so Mm -hmm. I think that's why the scene came out so powerful
4: Side note on that, I cried during that because uh, I was also in the back uh, bedroom and I was okay. Like,
2: I was like, I know I, w- I was with somebody. I don't know who. It <laughs> I
4: was. was by myself. I was just like tearing up and shit. So it was it was really a great scene. Uh, but but count,
0: count, I was
1: like count, multiple ca- people hiding. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, everyone was hiding in the apartment. Yeah. But- well, yeah, because there's no there's not many places you could go and not be seen on camera. Right. And
1: yeah. the logistics of it too. I mean, we had to even watch where we stepped because certain wood floors, like the wood panels, were creak more. So Lou and I, what, what you don't understand is how we were fully aware of the camera, of every step. I mean, everything you don't want in the scene but something about us just locked in on each other and we just delivered and Simon was there every step of the way. So
4: counter counter thing to that, I really want to hear like Lizzie, like for you, because you weren't part of that scene, but like for you, what scene was that like what was the scene that you really felt came together with you and another actor that you were really proud of or something that you really were interested in?
3: well, like I was saying before, I feel like this scene with me and Sam in the at the party when we were on the couch, and then like some mm-hmm. i think like this scene where Lou's, like, telling me about everything that happened. And I'm like, yeah, you're good at keeping secrets. Like, I don't do much in that scene. I'm just, like, listening to him. But it mm-hmm. felt very...
0: Acting is reacting.
3: Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And the felt, reactions. It felt very, like, connected and, like... I think part of it is also, again, credit to Dylan's writing. Like, this is the moment where, like, maybe your ideas about, like, Archie start to change because you're like, oh, wow, this is someone who actually has like some feelings of guilt around his actions. And like, this is the moment where he like says that out loud. And yeah.
0: Oh, I want to wait till Dylan's back. Dylan, are you, can you still hear me? I want to make this announcement to you announcement. guys while we're here. Announcement. Um, the announcement is that we, did actually sign a deal for distribution for dilettantes what? With this week with a company called bayview entertainment and they're gonna hopefully put it on streaming services and like make dvds of it by sometime this year <laughs>
3: You're so oh my god,
0: god.
1: I'm not serious wait what
0: yeah so congratulations guys, guys thank you so that much you guys.
2: Right.